plugging in. I'm now plugged back in. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank jeebus. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god. So this is basically a phone call for me. Your your screen isn't moving, but that's all right. We my can just, my we screen can isn't moving. It. No. What do you mean? But that's less important. Now it's oh, gone. Now you're gone completely. Now it's you and Edith. Okay, now am I back? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're back and you're moving. All right, this is just That's a good. great spot to start off the entire podcast with technical yeah. difficulties. I think this should totally be included in the episode. It's a common theme for sure. I think it leads very nicely into our uh, first blunder of this whole venture. I don't know if you call it the first blunder. It's definitely the biggest blunder. We had a, What was our first? <laughs> Uh, I I didn't start recording in the first episode. Oh yeah, or I, it did, but uh, ran out of memory right away. I think everyone gets um a grace period on the first ep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that's that's kind. Um, but yeah, well, do you want to explain what happened last? Yeah, so we're <laughs> uh, episode three. Yeah. Try one, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Episode three point one. Yeah. Um, with our buddy Devin Stewart. It was a pretty healthy episode. It was probably an hour and some odd long. Yeah, um, between its parts. I mean, what, what what did we even decide happened? Devin's file disappeared. Devin's audio file disappeared. Yeah, basically he was using the Mac version of the Voice Memos app. And he, he used a function. There's a pause function because we our Zoom call ended because we're just on the free trial of Zoom. Because we're cheap. Uh, yeah, because we're cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we all we all ended our recordings, but Devin paused his, and then when he unpaused it, it didn't record the rest of the audio. Even though he could see the waveform going, he could see that the audio was was recording. It didn't make it into the final file. So we have about a twenty minute episode that cuts short in the middle of Devin telling a story, um, which I figured isn't really worth uploading. No, because you and I are pretty dormant when he was rattling that off. <laughs> yeah. The guy's got lungs on him, man. He can talk. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, <laughs> he'll tell you a good story for sure. He will. He that was a good story too. I'm sad about that, man. I know. I know. We went through... Oh, man. I'm brutal. I have my phone on here. Let me. Yeah, me that. too. Did did that come through on the recording? If it did, Wait, I'm did really you sorry. send that? Oh, no, okay. but it's coming through on my oh, phone and my laptop. Yeah. I didn't hear it from you. I just heard it from me. Yeah. Oh, it's Taylor teeing up a, 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 po- a podcast app. Yeah, let's go. Nice. I'm excited to get Taylor on, man. Taylor's a beast. Yeah. Um, he is a beast, man. He's so fit. Uh, yeah. Like. like he would crush either of us. He would crush us combined in any hiking or physical challenge, I think. All day. All friggin' yeah. day, man. Um, yeah. yeah, I went. he's got to come on like ASAP. Maybe we'll try and get him in. Like even as early as tomorrow. Let's try and do that. Yeah, because yeah. like he'd be killer. Hey, just don't to... don't don't reveal our uh, our recording schedule. We don't we don't batch record. We we do, we do it every week on the dot. Yeah, today Literally. today's Sunday. <laughs> Tomorrow's Monday. Next week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Got him on a technicality. There you go. <laughs> um, I tell you what. I'm really looking forward to when we don't have to do this over zoom and google meet and yeah in FaceTime. person can you imagine man i'm just we like we can all hang out in the garage and yeah 
share got, some beers and i got a good spot for it right here it'd be swell talk about hunting together yeah it's the dream i uh, i know i preached in one of the first podcasts that i was thoroughly enjoying covid for like the strength it was bringing to my other relationships and things like that mm-hmm. i can tell you right now i am just sick to death of covid just yeah for- i think it i think it comes to a point there's it you can see maybe some benefits at first but the the big limitations really start to to bother you after a while and yeah. i'm i'm severely bothered at this point <laughs> i'm i'm severely bothered i mean i just want to like i want to be able to take my wife out i want to be able to go and do things with my kids like yeah my, my two-year-old's just getting stir crazy because oh, she, she's locked in the house but... she sees the same poor faces every day if she does happen to see a friend of mine do a socially distant visit trying to tell her that she can't run up and hug them she thinks she's in trouble oh dude it's heartbreaking that's tough, man. That sucks. It's no good. It's no good. And uh, yeah, like we want to get out hunting. I know we've already been mm-hmm. out once, but we want to get out and do like more and not have to like... Yeah, serious be, stuff. Yeah, we don't want to be so stringent. We want to... I mean, we're trying to plan a hunt today and we're talking about taking four vehicles up for what a two... <laughs> nearly... A, it's going to be a two-hour drive, probably more. Don't want to take four COVID's vehicles. COVID's not good for carpooling. And well, I think overall it's good for the environment, but um, when you're driving out to things like that, it's... You're not just based on not carpooling, but yeah, I mean, you know, we got to find a way to get it done anyways. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I mentioned one of the other episodes that I've, that I'm trying to pick up a camera and follow in your footsteps in some yeah, that's right. minor way. Seems like you're getting it figured out. I'm... You've been putting a lot of time in, a lot of time in behind the glass. <laughs> hey, behind different, the glass. Different, different kind of glass this time though, camera lens instead that... of a... The other Rifle half scope or spotter scope. That's right. The other half of the the metaphor that is the name. Yeah, uh, I uh, I appreciate you saying that. I don't think so. I think maybe I got lucky on like one photo. But <laughs> I delete a lot hey, man, of bad photos. The ones you sent me look good. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, upping the frequency of that and then making every shot like that. I'll tell you. So. I was shooting on burst mode. That's something that you noticed. Just yeah, like, dude. Like, I'm not sure what I'm go. on. Like, 15 frames a second or something like that. So it's like rapid fire. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll let you know that I <laughs> a majority of my photos I am not using. And so, but the burst mode helps with that, I think. So that's why I do that. Okay, in case like you're getting someone blinking or got their yeah. fly coming out of their nostril or something like that. Yeah, and and realistically, I'm trying to, I'm trying to improve my practice, so I am uh, becoming a more efficient photographer. So is uh, uh, burst mode burst mode? Is that like a hack? Is that like a little cheat? Nah, maybe I don't know. If you're if you're like uh, a photographer purist and you only shoot film, you're like, oh yeah, burst mode's cheating. Like I don't know. I I shoot film sometimes, and when you shoot film, you you spend like a minute composing a shot in your mind uh making sure your settings are dialed in making sure your exposure is perfect your focus your your lighting everything um and then you snap the shot and hopefully it's good so you put a lot more intentionality into it when you don't have that rapid fire capability right but um for what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to accomplish burst mode is a a very helpful tool for sure um 
this is totally off topic, but it just that's okay. pe- piqued my interest. It's not on topic, mm. but it's not the train of thought I was going down. Uh, when you're shooting those film cameras, like I just saw you put one on your Instagram, and yeah, I've seen yeah. that cam- camera before. These things obviously have a battery in them of some sorts, right? No, they got a battery. Yeah, there's a battery for a light meter. Actually, yeah, for for the most part, if I like the the film cameras that are super simple. So mine is a Canon AE1. Um, it's kind of a benchmark camera of the specific era that it's from. I also have a Pentax K1000. It's a very similar camera, basically modeled after each other. The Pentax after the Canon, probably. Um, but the the battery in them is just for the light meter. So there's a little dial that moves up and down that'll that'll show you. And that's in the, the, the eyepiece. Like in the yes yeah yeah there's so yeah there's a a little dial that moves up and down um, depending on how much light is coming into the lens so it has a light meter built into it you can also use a light meter um, and that's what you use that's to, separate to... from the camera right and lots of like people who maybe would consider themselves more professional would do that um, and then you get newer <laughs> film cameras like like the last era of film camera that was produced that would ha- like be able to just do all those settings like they would have an automatic mode or um it has the digital light meter like modern dslrs that one that you were learning about the other yeah. day so yeah, yeah. Ha- ha- it's it's not related to uh, what we're going with but <laughs> no no go with it. how do you how are you like how it's looking through that film camera how are you setting your exposure like so Actually, so I haven't completely. I should figure this out before I shoot with it. Um, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to know how it's going to appear? So my Pentax, which I'm most familiar with, um, it basically you're you're aiming the dial for middle, which is okay. Oh, sorry. Exposure. So that so that dial is going to move. It's you? it's oh, a right. similar one as your your digital one. So okay. if the dial is closer to the bottom of the scale it's underexposed if it's closer to the top of the scale it's overexposed and you change your aperture and your shutter speed mainly um your iso actually this is interesting you might find this interesting so i will on your dslr you can manipulate your iso right correct yes but the iso so iso is basically sensor sensitivity um and how how sensitive you're making that sensor to light um and that comes into play with the film that you load in. So I, I right now I have oh. loaded a 400 ISO film. Now that um, is interesting. I had no yeah, idea about that. Yeah. So because the film, the film is the sensor, right? So different film yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. has different sensitivities. So I like 400 because it's a good. Uh, you can use it in daylight, usually without an ND filter, which I don't have, which I really should have. Um, and you can get into sort of golden hour or blue hour or cloudy overcast weather and shoot well with it Mm -hmm. um 100 isos not quite enough for for the the light that i like to shoot 100 100 iso would be like bright sunny day yeah yeah exactly Um, right so i find 400 maybe even 800 if you're just gonna shoot dawn and dusk uh would be ideal but I use 400 as a pretty well-rounded film stock. Right. Uh, so, so yeah. So, but back to your question with the exposing, you set, you tell your camera basically with a setting what your what your uh, ISO your film is, and then you're based on like what shutter speed you're cranking the dial to, and then on your lens what aperture you're setting. 
it, it accounts for that. And then it tells you um, on that scale, whether you're over or underexposed or exposed. Right. And do you, so, you, you aim for the money shot every time? You aim for like dead nuts? Yeah. Or do, you, do you, you like to fudge it a little bit either way? Yeah. No, I, I, I aim for, for center, definitely. Um, film is pretty forgiving. Film is really special because it has, um, it has a really great dynamic range. And that's something that I think is the main thing that digital sensors are always trying to replicate is the dynamic range of film. And what that means is it can capture really bright parts of the image and really dark parts of the image at the same time. Oh. So it's, it's incredible at that. So it's, it can be a lot more forgiving. Um, but the downside is you just don't know until you get it developed. That, and that as a photograph, would that look, um, that would have that would have its own look to it, I imagine. Totally, totally. It it is. Uh, would you almost call it like hazy? I would call it flat. Flat. Hazy, maybe. No, no, flat. That's what I'm getting you. That's that's. I would good. call it flat, as in, it is. It is not quite as contrasty as you will get in a digital image. Uh, digital sensors are obviously getting to a pretty incredible place now, where. I think we're getting close to um, replicating film in a lot of uh, okay. sensors. And especially when you're shooting raw photos, like you can pull settings so far um, to, to achieve that look. It's well, you can definitely achieve that look, but um, yeah, the video is not quite there in like DSLR sensors mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but we're getting there. That is super interesting. So, Taken a total rabbit hole, and that's cool. Yeah. So for the budding photographer that I am wanting to be, mm-hmm. am I making the right move by picking up a DSLR, or should I be trying to do film as like a no. just, not 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 trying well, to do film, but like would that be like a bricks and mortar? Is that would that be a good place to start? I think a DSLR is a great place to start. Okay. Um, film is cool. I think film is maybe uh, something that you can pick up eventually to hone in that skill because what it makes you do, basically what it comes down to is shooting, buying the film and developing the film equals about a buck a shot. Oh, yeah, I see. You really start thinking about every shot. Yeah. 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 Well, for free once you you buy the, the camera. It's actually, film is a really cool place for, say, a beginning photographer because you can... You can go out, you can buy those, dispo- well, I wouldn't buy a disposable camera if you're trying to like learn photography necessarily. It's good for like learning composition, whatever, cheap, but um, you can pick up like one of these cameras that I'm talking about, like Canon AE-1, Pentax K1000, whatever the Nikon equivalent is, um, for about a hundred bucks. Mm. And then rolls of film are maybe 10 bucks a roll, something like that. So it's like, it's a lower, it's a much lower initial investment. Obviously, sh- sustaining shooting film is, is pretty expensive. Um, right. Just with the cost of buying film constantly and getting it developed. But the the startup cost is pretty low and you can learn, you can learn the fundamentals of those settings uh, very well. And it, it forces you to be really intentional, sort of having to like wind up each shot, compose it, manual focus, click one at a time 
and you're you're putting a lot of effort in because you don't want to waste that film. That's you pretty cool. Waste, one. Yeah, one of your thirty-two, no, thirty-six shots that you have in a roll. That's the thing too. It's like I can just blast off frames, burst mode, onto my one hundred twenty-six gigabyte <laughs> memory card. Yeah, that's and a lot then of just switch yeah. out a memory card. But you got thirty-six shots. Make them count. Film, so you, yeah. But it's it's so exciting too when you get that film back. Like, it's yeah. it's quite a process. You like I don't know. I would like to get into developing my own film. Um, You're talking me into is, it. You talk. I'm like <laughs> I know I have no business. Even I, I got a few cameras. It. You could you could borrow one if you want. Dude, I'm like super tempted. I got like five cameras on my. This sounds my like shelf. the um. It sounds like the archery to rifle hunting and then the hmm. re the recurve to compound hunting oh, and yeah. then the self bow like to a lot. it's like the it's the purest form yeah. not the pure i'm not saying the purest as in it's the best yeah. it's the purest mentality rifle compound recurve spear <laughs> yeah. knife yeah <laughs> yeah that's a sweet progression what bare hands is that the ultimate <laughs> shit Man, I don't know. Well, what's the thing? People people will boar hunt with a knife. Is that right? Yeah, it's cool. That's called um, that's called pig sticking. Yeah, where you like run them into the the tide of the ocean, and they get tossed around, and you grab them and stick them. Oh, that's pretty crazy. I've never Sounds heard of that. Pretty hardcore. Back that's in, that's that's how I've heard it explained. Back uh, back in Australia, they use dogs. The dogs will run them. Oh, okay. Catch them and grab onto their ears and pull the board and down. You jump on them and. Yeah, and then they come in from behind and they got yeah, you know, like those nice long knives that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's the purpose they serve. They're... Like this one right here on my pegboard. So yeah. Yeah. So, well, not yeah. Not the machete, like... but. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And yeah, they just stick them. That pig stick and that's what it's called. And that's pretty hardcore, man. Never done it. Um, you you I used... think you'd try it? Probably, yeah. I've, I hunted with a guy that that was all he did. And then like when we started hunting deer he was kind of like man i've never done this like we just run dogs and then stab pigs something <laughs> yeah this is crazy but yeah how how's the bacon off of a boar would that be good bacon i don't know i'd like to i'm try not it. saying like uh skeptically i would be super keen to try it that'd be yeah. really good um they these guys had some sort of dodgy deal where <laughs> they were actually uh they were selling it like they were selling the the pork oh really i don't know how it was being done i think they had That's a deal i think they had a mate that was allowed to kill him and i don't know i don't know the deal okay. hey but... hey i just had an idea you know yeah, what we tell. should do yeah so i took a trip to hawaii recently right yeah and they have a wild boar problem there. yeah let's go i i've seen like while we were driving around the big island the big island i think is where they have lots of the problems they have like fences along the highway because it's a problem where boars will run out into the highway and just get nailed by cars but i while we were driving around i saw a few four by fours with just like these these dead i guess they'd been hunted wild boars just like on the, on the back like on like a what would be like a, a bike carrier or something just sit strapped down onto the back of someone's four by four nice it was pretty sweet but i think that would be a really cool place to hunt and actually so i did this did i tell you about the hike that i did we did this like nine mile yeah, coastal hike up and down, up and down yeah. and it was like one of the gnarlier hikes i've ever done camped in this valley but actually one of the permitted like that's a permitted hunting zone i'm pretty sure 
All right, we should look into it. That would be that would be the coolest thing ever. Again, COVID's really Once, flipping us the middle finger yeah. for any international <laughs> hunts, but we'll get, we'll, let's, we should look into that. Sitting, getting stir crazy, dreaming about something, but no, we should. Be cool. I would be. I would do that. That'd be deadly. Sweet. Okay, we'll save that one for later. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to these lenses, uh, the cameras. Yeah. So I'm staring at these lenses right now. Um, yeah. What do you got? What are you looking at? So I just like I have. I have two lenses that I am able to use and yeah. I, I'm not sure if you, you can do this your own way if you want, but I thought it would be sweet if you could tell me the uses and applications for them for what we're doing, for like adventure yeah. photography, like we're trying to capture pictures on the move while we're hunting. Um, was that, would that be like useful information? Yeah, totally. I don't know, for sure. <laughs> so one <laughs> I of the- think about lenses so much and I like, to be honest, I... I go back and forth um, on what I would carry, um, but why don't you tell me what you got right there? All right, you've probably got a whole bunch, right? You've probably got hundreds. Uh, I have like four lenses right now. I I need to get another one. I ha- I have kind of the extremes of the the range, but I'm I'm missing like the key middle piece. Which one of those is one that you're holding? I believe. All right, this is a how would I explain? This is a twenty-four to one hundred five millimeter. Is that all? Yeah. The, is that all the information you need, or is there F, more? F four. Where to find that? It'd be an F four. I'm pretty. Confident. I think it is. I think that rings a bell. Yeah. So it's it's one of Canon's probably most popular zoom lenses. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's. It might be a kit lens with their higher tier camera packages. Like. So what does that mean? What do, I hear that often. A kit lens. What's what does a that kit mean? Kit lens. So I'll, this. It's an L series lens, which is like I so I I don't know if I would call it a kit lens, but I think it ships with a kit lens is basically a a good cover all lens that a, a camera ships with. Right, right. Um, but the the higher tier bodies will ship with probably the twenty four to one hundred five if you if you buy that package, just because it's a a really it's probably their best cover all lens in the range. Okay, so the twi- the twenty four to one hundred five sort of like you do it all, get it all done. Yeah. Yeah, you got 24, which is relatively wide angle on a mm-hmm. on a full frame sensor, um, and then 105, you're getting into pretty good zoom territory. So, right, it's 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 a cover all master of none lens, I would say. Right. Okay. And you mentioned the full center, Mike. This camera I have, if I'm correct, is not full center, right? Full frame. Full frame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so what? what am I think I, you said I, it wasn't. I don't think it is. What are my limitations with that? Like, what are my like? What's if you and I have both got that same lens on? Yeah. What's the difference? Like, where, where am I seeing that difference? Yeah. So I'm running a Sony A7 III, right? Uh, which is a full frame camera. I have it adapted so it would take Canon glass. So I could actually put that on my uh, camera. But basically, a a full frame sensor is it's it's kind of like the standard for photography uh that most people strive for um it's 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 a big sensor um there's medium format which is bigger than that yet but that's a little bit ridiculous um full frame it's called medium format yeah medium format's bigger than a full sensor medium format's big there's some there's a few mirrorless cameras on the market right now by fujifilm that are medium format but they're quite ridiculous and there's i don't know 
I, I wouldn't shoot medium format. That's a big film thing, too. If I would shoot medium format, it would be film. Gotcha. Um, okay. You get those massive film cameras. Um, but anyways, uh, full frame, 35 millimeter. That's, that's basically the sensor size. Um, there's Super 35 or APS-C, which is probably what your... I think mine's the APS-C thing. Yeah, that's what yours probably is. Uh, which is a little bit smaller. I'm not sure. You can, you can, if you Google it, there's really good pictures that will show you full frame, uh, medium format, APS-C, micro four thirds, all the, all the different frame sizes and how they compare to each other just oh, right. on, a, on the same scale. Um, and APS-C is, is, is a standard for, uh, or at least has been the standard uh, sensor size for many cinema cameras. Okay. Um, those are those are all kind of slowly moving towards full frame. I'm pretty sure most brands that make cinema cameras now uh, have full frame sensors, but lots are still APS-C. Um, so it's it's still a really good sensor size. But basically, it's a smaller sensor. It's going to be a narrower field of view because of it. So when you when you get a wider sensor, it's sampling more towards the edges of each lens. So right. it's just giving you a wider perspective. So. My twenty, what's what is twenty four on my full frame camera, is going to look a lot wider angle than your. What do you have? A seventy? Is that right? This thing, is it? Yeah. Twenty four to one hundred five. Oh no, your camera. Oh, uh, seven D. Seven D. Yeah. So yeah, with the with the APS-C sensor, it's gonna it's gonna be slightly narrower, but that can have advantages where. Um, the, the 105 end of that lens is going to be, you're going to get more zoom out of it or it's going to look more zoomed in than okay, if that I makes sense. So threw like, 105 on my camera. Right. So, so, so if, you, if you took a photo and then we cropped an inch off all the edges, that I'd, I'd, I'd get what's left. Yeah. In essence. Exactly. So, right. yeah. So there's, I don't know. That's, that's a, a little bit of a difference. And then with that difference comes... Um, kind of the perception of a shallower depth of field uh which is in layman's terms the the blurry background if the the same lens will look will have the background will look a lot more blurry on um on a full frame sensor than on uh okay. APS-C right um for for reasons that I maybe a little bit too complicated for me to get into here but it has no, to do that's with fine. perspective that's fine that's <laughs> enough um all right so what would be so you say you're missing that that lens what would be what would be the application for that lens while we're back, um, back while we're running around the mountains chasing after yeah animals? well the last hunt that we were on i actually rented a 24 to 70 which is an f 2.8 and i think that's my ideal sort of middle range cover most okay. lens not cover all uh 105 is definitely it's it's nice to have that range but i i would like to run so right now i have a, a 14 to 24 which is my wide angle to not super wide it's just yeah it's my wide range f 2.8 and i have my 70 to 200 f 2.8 so oh, ideally okay. i'd like to fill the gap between those two right with a 24 to 70 then i have all my ranges covered um, and all of them at f 2.8 and then I'd carry one prime like probably a prime is a fixed zoom lens Yeah, uh, probably a 35 millimeter uh, 1.4 so that that wide aperture for really low light 
sort of evening, dusk, night scenarios um, would be really practical. And 35 mil- millimeters is just a really versatile focal length right. for, a, for a prime lens. So that's my ideal kit. I don't have that right now. I have the the wide end and the, the zoom end, the really tight telephoto end, uh, which I both really like. They're, they're kind of like the flavor shots, I would say. The flavor shots? Yeah, the, the flaming Hot Cheeto flavor shots, as my, my roommate, also a filmmaker, would say. Um, but yeah, they get you like like the telephoto shots. I just love. I, I just on my... Instagram, I put out, uh, I put out this question, like, what setup are you running? And someone asked me, what's your favorite lens to use? And I would say the, the 70 to 200, because it's like, you just get those nice compression shots where, um, especially if you're, you're in any, it's really fun in the Alpine Mm -hmm. because if you're, if you're, you got your subject, something like 50 feet away from you you got a beautiful mountain range in the background, you're zoomed in at 200 millimeters, you see that subject and you see the mountain view so big behind them. So it's so good for grasping a scale of your location. Oh so yeah. That, that lens is so fun to shoot on. Yeah, that's that's the Flamin' Hot Cheetos, that's cool. Yeah, super spicy Flamin' Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's cool, I like it. <laughs> and the, the other lens I've got to play with here is a prime, as you mm-hmm. said, a 50 mil. 50 mil. So when would 1. I 1.4, right? Yeah. So when would I So when would I use both of these lenses is what I'm getting at. Uh, 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 or when uh, would you now, carry them? I guess yeah, you've explained when I would use them, but yeah, when when would I choose a prime over the the 24 to 105 that that has Yeah. Tough to say. I mean, like if you're choosing between one of them for like if you want like like you're going on a hunt for a week in the backcountry. Um, and it depends on what you're doing. If you're, if you're going to take photos, I would say bring both of them. I bring four lenses, which is probably really excessive. You bring, you'd bring four, you you don't bring four. I do. You do? I do. Yeah. You've got four Uh, lenses when we go. Last time we went out, I brought three. I have this 150 mil that's like super light and adds next to nothing to my load. So I, I just bring it all the time. Right. Um, although I very rarely switch to it, which is kind of silly. Should probably get that dialed in more. Only bring what I use, but yeah. Um, in in my ideal setup, I would have four. I would have those three zoom lenses yeah. and then the one prime. But uh, so yeah, if you're going out and your your goal is I'm doing photography, no matter what you're doing, if you're hunting or whatever, any kind of adventure stuff, I would bring both. But if you're if you're going out for a week, say you're hunting. So yeah, this probably applies to you more. If you're hunting for a week and you also want to take some photos while you're out there, um, I would say, yeah, if you're choosing between the two, bring the the 24 to 105 because more range. In the end, yeah, coverage of of what you're doing, coverage of content is key, uh, as opposed to getting like the most beautiful shot i mean you can still get really great shots with that lens um but if you're maybe out in more of a day scenario like the other weekend i was on a a job with work and i shot exclusively 50 mil for like a week what for what Um, for what reason is it a uh is it a a look that you're going for yeah kind of 
Um, 50 mil, especially, well, okay, so that focal length and that um, aperture, I was using a 50 1.2, which is like crazy wide aperture. So you're getting like crazy uh, depth of field, basically, like that nice blurry background, but it's really mm -hmm. good to separate your subjects from the background um, at a medium to kind of far away range. Right. So when you're when you're creating that, the subject is sharp, the background's super blurry. It creates separation between what you're trying to shoot and the rest of your image, um, which kind of naturally draws your eye to the subject. So it's really good for portrait photography, um, or sort of the flavor shots if you're if you're shooting video. Mm -hmm. um, really great for that, um, especially at one point four wider at one point two. Um, so is, is that sort of like is like the low app the the wide aperture the the low number is that sort of like what all the cool kids are aiming for is that what yeah it's it's kind of funny so like if if you're if you're like a noob photographer you'll like just me, like you'll guy. take your your <laughs> or I don't know I think it's like a stereotype of wedding photographers or videographers it's just like always set your aperture at wide open. <laughs> and just like blast photos when like that's not necessarily what you're looking for like if you're shooting something super close and your aperture is wide open you have such a narrow uh margin of focus mm -hmm. um you're only gonna you're get... only, like it's not going to be a sharp image like say i'm shooting something really close up um and like like you get to the point where you're shooting a portrait of someone's face and say you you set your focus in the middle of their face, you catch their nose with your, your focus point. Right. And only their nose is in focus. The eyes aren't in, even in focus because that's how narrow that that field of focus is. Right. Which is brutal. So, so sometimes maybe you want to stop down to 2.8 or, or F4 or something. Um, but generally, like, shooting medium to wide or, like, far back portraits, like, like of, if, of the full body of your subject or a medium shot, then you'd... Uh, you'd want to crank that aperture wide open if you if you want that um, really. It's called bokeh. Bokeh uh, is like the blur in the background. I learned it. I, I learned this recently from yeah, Taylor you know actually. Nice. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, I commented yeah, on like, his pictures so, and he and he said bokeh, and I'm like, I'm not sure if that's a yeah, typo. So nice. I googled it and I worked out. Oh, bokeh is background blur. No, it's cool. a good term to know. Um, I like how kind of all the the members of our crew are kind of dabbling in photography it's mm -hmm. fun it is cool well I, I don't think you and sean are dabbling no yeah we're, yeah. we're a bit more invested than that i'd say you guys are hardcore well, i think yeah i think <laughs> taylor's been dabbling for like a long time taylor's a stud well the yeah even sure. even when i first met him he was he had that canon m50 i think i'm not sure like that. that's but a you sweet just picked little a camera yeah. picked up a camera devin's talking about picking up a camera it's yeah. cool man that's exciting stuff. I like it. You get pictures of yourself in the bush now instead of just... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's good. <laughs> I can put it on my website. Yeah, there you go. There I, you go. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, the photos that you sent me anyways. They were they were pretty dope. Well, I look at... I can't remember what my uh, aperture was set at, but I was trying to hit you up for tips as often as I could. Um, mm -hmm. I think I shot a couple wide open and then I shot a couple... I think you had me jack it up to 11. We were trying to get that valley in the background in focus as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... The ones where I'm wide open, it almost looks like 
you're photoshopped on like a blurry photo of like it, it to <laughs> yeah. my eye it just looks totally. so separated but that's that's yeah that's where that separation comes in is that, but what is you're, that what you're saying after? uh it depends it, like if you like that and if that's what you're going for yeah i think it looks really nice a lot of the time okay. um sometimes i feel like maybe you get a, a little bit too much bokeh where that background's just like completely devoid of detail um, and it's, it's, it's kind of strange. It's like that Photoshopped feel, like you say. Yeah. Um, and especially so, so what I was doing, and then when we switched places, when you're, when you're shooting a few pictures of me, um, there was that nice valley with the, the river in the background. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like you were saying, stopping down to something like F11, um, the background's still pretty blurry, but you're getting a little bit more of those. You those could details. see, you could like see you could, the river. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really nice, actually. Um, and especially like, say I'm shooting like you in front of a really distant mountain range. Like I want to maybe grab, get a few of those uh, details back. Right. But yeah, it's all, it's all balancing what you want out of the image, um, knowing how your settings are going to affect your image and then also dealing with your conditions. So like in that scenario at dusk, like golden hour, you probably, you'd be mostly fine. And then getting into blue hour after the sunset then you're 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 not going to be able to stop down like you need that aperture as wide open as it goes to to really utilize all the light that you have left in the day right right i'm getting the feel for it i got a i got a lot to learn i like yeah as you say i can't compose a frame in my mind i can't see the (laughs) shot beforehand um oh and a cool thing the sorry go ahead to cut you off uh, one more thing about the 50 mil, why it's so cool is on full frame, which I know you're you're not shooting on, it's pretty close, but on full frame, it's the same perspective as you see with your eye. So I feel like it's a really fun lens to play around with to start and to get into photography where you see something, you pull your camera up and it's you're going to get the same perspective or in your case, pretty oh. close to the same perspective as is what you just saw and like you you see something and like oh i want to capture that and then as you, you say pull your it, yeah. camera up and then there's there's that frame as yeah. you've seen it so it's really cool for that and you're trying it out now what do you think is it pretty close um yeah i am trying it out. uh you know i don't know it's pretty close i thought that it was um i thought that it was that it had a bit of that i felt like it was magnified Mm, yeah okay it makes Uh, sense it would be a little bit magnified like yeah that's the best way i can describe it is like i felt like my image was magnified a little bit yeah um but it's not that bad probably just a tiny bit yeah i think it's the perfect lens so like you if you have kit lenses so you have any rebel series camera and you you're just running kit lenses um, and you want to start branching out into other lenses that would be the first lens i would buy especially like the one that I still use right now, um, it's the it's it's called the Nifty Fifty. It's a, it's also a fifty millimeter. It's a f one point eight, so a little bit not as not as wide as the one point four that you're using, but mm-hmm. still pretty wide. And it's like a hundred and fifty bucks Canadian, I think. It's like wow, the best value lens that money can buy. That's pretty for, sweet for Canon mount. So. Um, this one's, this next thing I'll talk about is I've been, I've been prompted just by looking at the, the ND filter on this thing. Um, I got like 
horrible watermarks from where I wiped it with the uh, oh. my merino sleeve the other day oh, when yeah. we were getting a little bit of rain. Um, yeah. How the hell do you keep these things like safe and protected when we're out there? And how much abuse um, can they take? Hmm. It depends on the camera. I'd say your camera probably can take a lot more abuse than mine. Canon's are really weather sealed, which is why I'm I've decided that I'm switching back. Um, one thing. So weather so weather I don't sealed think as I, in like the buttons are weather sealed, the land, the screen yeah, is yeah. weather sealed. Yeah, they they have good like I guess rubberized seals between them. Um, I have a Sony. Uh, it's very not weather sealed. If any moisture gets in that top, you know, the met metallic part above the viewfinder, it's called yep. a hot shoe. Yep. That's where you can mount like a mic or other accessories. Um, if any moisture gets in there, it comes up with an error on my screen saying like uh, accessory not supported because it's basically shorting it out. Oh, great. Basically stops me from shooting at all, which is super brutal. Um, I put a cover in there to hopefully stop that. Uh, hasn't given me trouble since I've done that. But yeah, I think Sony's are pretty sensitive. Um, it's surprising to me how many outdoor photographers and filmmakers use them, though. Or, like, people who are doing hunting filmmaking. Well, it's not surprising, because they're kind of have been the, the standard for filmmaking anyways. Right. But it, it seems like a there lot of There must be a reason. Are... They must be, what, just shit hot, and if they get wet, well, so be it. At least you had good photos up until that point. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also with your your lens fogging issue... I don't think you had an ND filter. I think you probably had a, a UV oh. filter. Oh, yeah, some sorry. Sort of, like, it's just clear, right? Oh, sorry, UV. Sorry, so I, don't, I don't know. Or, or I was polarizer filter or something I was like trying that. to get technical. Look at me. I screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were there. You were right there. Yeah. Um, you probably could have it, just left that one go, actually. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, there's a point to it. Um, <laughs> go on. Yeah, the type of filter I could have let it go. Yeah. <laughs> But the more the more layers of glass you have going on, the more uh, potential you have to fog up. So, like one thing, if, if I don't think photos... I fogged, I think it was like rain. I think it was straight rain. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like little dots. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So in that case, irrelevant. Um, if you're fogging up, which is a frequent issue, first thing I do is I wipe my my viewfinder screen because usually that's the the first thing that that fogs up um, but if you're still foggy you can get a lot of fog happening on the outside of that filter on the inside of that filter and then on the on the face of the lens behind that so sometimes I'll, if i have a filter on i'll just take it off and leave it off during those kind of humid moist conditions um right but if it's just raindrops i would leave it on but i one thing i um that i carried on me from the first or from the goat hunt that I filmed with you guys um, and that I've carried on me in any outdoor shooting scenario um, is a microfiber cloth. Mm -hmm. And they're, I don't know, they're just so practical. I keep one in a pouch on my camera carry unit, my chest rig that I have. I keep one in a, a jacket pocket, in a pant pocket. Like I, on a, on a multi-day hunt, I'll probably have two or three of them along. Right. Um, and that's just moisture management. Like if it's, if it's kind of sprinkling out a little bit just to wipe down the camera every once in a while, like, I don't know, I, I beat up my gear a little bit. I'll let my camera sit out in the rain in the, just, just for the purpose of having it ready to go and not miss a moment or I'll just drape the, 
the microfiber cloth over the camera, kind of keep it dry for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're so practical, you know, for just like a couple bucks. I got mine from Walmart, but it's yeah, it's definitely a good thing to have and just keep them in any random pocket that you can find. Have them really accessible. You're packing like the big big towel things, like the towel style yeah. ones. I've got like the little. The little ones just for like my spotting scope and stuff. Yeah, like that. tiny little like lens cleaning thing. Yeah, they not that that probably not. A, up Either to the one really. Um, with moisture, I think I like having the bigger the big one. ones. Yeah. Well, especially because, yeah, my my really bush league solution to what I do with my camera when it's raining is just drape one over it. <laughs> um, I'm looking at online. There's these actual covers that you can get with a clear plastic window, so you can. You can like hold it and see your your screen basically through the window, and it's basically like a rain jacket yeah. for your camera. Sweet. Um, but until I get that, I'll continue to use my my ghetto microfiber cloth solution. <laughs> but they're just they're useful. They're very useful. Always bring that with you. Oh, for sure. Well, I think that's like uh, at least answered some of my questions about what the hell I'm trying to do with this camera here. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, hey. as you can tell, I probably can talk for hours about anything photography. So No, I love it. No, and I, and I not I... to say Sorry. that I I wanna probably should put this at the beginning, but I'll go ahead and throw it in at the end. Everything that I say is just my own perspective. Um there's not like a one way to do photography or filmmaking. Um but hopefully things that I say can be valuable and help other people not make mistakes but like it's it's not there's not like these set rules for for filmmaking or photography it's kind of find your own way find what works for you this is what works for me right I'm saying that already I mean um like the camera gear I'm using I've it's my mother-in-law set me up with it so she's photographer and like she's given me mm-hmm. some instruction. I'm getting some hot tips from you whenever I can and also Sean. Um, and like between the three of you, it's like there's a lot going on and there's yeah. some clear differences. It, um, yeah, hopefully that doesn't like throw you for too much of a loop. No, I think, I think you said different opinions. But. No, I think you said it right. And I think that definitely like in the finished product, um, there's definitely no right way. It's like totally what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know your photos look completely different to Sean's photos and Sean's photos look completely different to my mother-in-law's photos. So, and yeah, it's n- like basically no one always wrong. Learn these fundamentals, learn what your camera settings do, learn what buttons make those camera set- settings happen and then find your style. Like just shoot until you find what you like to shoot and, and figure that out and do it. Right. And get good at it. That's the that's the progression. I've got some most. I've got some pretty sweet photos of, of my toddler doing stuff, but uh, yeah, I haven't you showed not- me one of those. I really I really like that. Yeah, I like on your on your uh, Papa Prin. You want to plug your <laughs> second Insta? My 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 professional dad yeah, account. Professional. Yeah, professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> good stuff, man. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Oh yeah, I like. I mean. This is pretty sad, actually, but uh, well, it's not actually sad. Um, the, my per- my Instagram that I run, I do try and keep it on brand, hunting content, 
yeah. only as much as YouTube I can. YouTube hunter Chris Prince. Yeah, the the ultimate YouTube hunter. <laughs> I try and keep that. And it makes sense because like if I'm following somebody and they post something that's off brand, I'm also not that interested in seeing it. Like right. I want to see a thing. I know that makes me a shallow prick, but you know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. And so, um, so then when I go and post like my family ooey gooey stuff on my Chris Print account, uh, yeah, I, d- I like notice that the that people don't appreciate it as much as <laughs> me and my wife do. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like so you kind of separated the two. Yeah, the like two broke lives because like. I have fun, like definitely have fun taking photos of my kids yeah. and I don't want people to look at my Instagram and be like, this guy hates his kids, this guy hates his family, he doesn't post about them. <laughs> and those to those yeah. people, I don't know, like if you're following my Chris Print account, like don't expect um, to see my what I had for lunch every day and this is yeah, what, this is what you're we're not up. a food blogger. You know what I mean? Like whatever, the, whatever people do on their personal Instagrams, I don't do that on my Chris Print. I try and keep that like totally on brand. Yeah, and then the uh, that's then, a good call, man. And that's something that I've probably done poorly. I think. I, I think, think you've done good. To, well, yeah, my personal account's all over the place. Just like whatever I do, that I like, I post there. And then, yeah, trying to make the Fargon at Fargon Media. Yeah, uh, plug. Trying to make that <laughs> um, pretty hunting centric at this point. Uh, definitely outdoor sporting, but it's been majority hunting because that's what i've been doing that's what i've been shooting so right seems like that's a good niche it's working out you do you do it well man thanks man i appreciate that and i think now that you've sort now that you've definitely branded yourself in that hunting content world um you're probably gonna have a hard time picking up some of the uh mountaineering brands that might not be so happy about yeah hunting. it's a pretty like right back to the episode with sean where you were talking about the girl <laughs> you know what i mean had to bring that one up again the hunting yeah no line. no it's it's uh it's uh yeah it's controversial for sure it's it's definitely not a, a practice or a worldview that every person or or company will agree with um but it's the right one for me so I, I, I appreciate it. Um, I know you probably don't want me to bring it up. The girl thing. Mm-hmm. I think you should give her a second chance. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> I don't know how much I want to talk about this here. <laughs> <laughs> you should get, like, give her a chance. Don't tell her we recorded the podcast or I got really mad. <laughs> right. But you should, you know. Here are side- up for a second. No, oh, yeah, side of the story. I, I'm I, I'm totally open to anyone's viewpoint, uh, whether it opposes hunting or not. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's maybe there's... cook her some. Maybe cook her up some of that mountain goat you got in the freezer. Yeah, I'm running out. I've been cooking up a lot. No, I don't. I made don't share it. tacos the other day. Don't share it. I don't want to share it. It's too good. I know, it's too dude. Valuable. Now, yeah, like and it I, is. I've ordered. A, I've ordered a meat thermometer so I can cook up all the bear that you gave me as well. Nice. I still have bear sausages, um, but I'm really excited. Well, they don't need. They don't out. need. They don't need cooking. What? <laughs> no, the sausage. The sausage. Yeah, they're good to go. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And I've just been holding. <laughs> Yeah. I should at least warm them up. No, right? they're smoked. But... 
Yeah, they're like vac sealed, the ones I vac sealed and gave you? Yeah. Yeah, dude, hook in, just go for it. <laughs> I've had them in my freezer for I think like maybe two years now. Oh, that would be Thinking like, oh, I have to cook crap. them, but I... But they're vacuum sealed, right? Well, if sometimes if those vac bags have like um, broken... Okay, well, I'll have It to, doesn't matter. It, I'll, <laughs> I'll it, have to bust them open and see what the condition is. Yeah, man, just to eat those. Okay. I mean, they, they are nice That's funny up. to find out about that here and now recording this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, <laughs> would you still like fry them up just for like, for like sure. eating something warm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll do that. Maybe I have some, some pierogies sitting in my freezer oh, too. Dude, be, that would make a nice meal. Great meal. Yeah. Great meal. I don't know what I don't do know that. I don't know what sausages you've got sitting there, but um, yeah, you got to eat them because I'm gonna kill a bear like tomorrow morning. So more sausages. There's Go. gonna there's gonna be I'm gonna make them myself actually. So oh really? Yeah, we're gonna do some sausage making with the print household. Nice. Um, will you do it like the traditional way, like like take the the intestine and? I mean, I would like to if I can source it feasibly. I would like to. Oh no, not gonna use a bear intestine. No, I, I'd probably. Yeah. I'm going to first world it. And I'm going to go to a butcher and ask for some You'd intestine. You'd have to make pretty sure that you clean that well. Yeah. So, I, oh, no, I won't do or that. Or you're going to get more than trigonosis. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Yeah. All right, dude. Hey, let's uh, let's lock this one down, man. That was good. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully there are one or two listeners that make it this far um, appreciate a little bit of photography talk yeah hopefully hopefully people who listen are like interested in cameras at all otherwise this is pretty pretty useless but whatever yeah <laughs> yeah oh hey i don't know why this keeps slipping my mind it's it's this is now episode four but we've skipped three so it'll be three to the listeners three point three point two um we promised in the first episode that we would watch the Donnie Vincent hunting videos. Oh, yeah. Didn't do that. Didn't do it. My buddy Simon <laughs> up in Kamloops uh, has sent me the link. I'm going to send it to you. Homework okay. is to go and watch so it. So, that's homework that we're actually going to do this time. Yeah. What's the runtime like? What are we looking at? Right now? We're looking... No, just... like the runtime of the film that we have to watch. Oh, uh... How many hours am I going to have to dedicate to this? No, I think it's probably going to be like I don't know, it's a hunting film. But I think it's long form, so it's only between 30 and 60 minutes. Okay. That's good. That sounds good to me. <laughs> have you been have you been filling the COVID void with any shows or anything? I haven't even talked to you about this in real life. No, dude. Are you watching anything? You're just you're just building stuff, building a chicken coop. I built the chicken coop, got the chickens in there. We're rocking five eggs a day, they're not skipping a beat. They didn't even skip yeah. a beat on moving day. Um no way. That's money. Yeah, it's great. It's my two-year, two and a half-year-old Edith has been out there and definitely touched something that she shouldn't have. <laughs> then put her hands in her mouth and she's been uh, sick no. for the last couple of days. Like, is she feeling any better? She puked this morning. Uh, um, I, she, so she's sorry. definitely she's definitely got a bit of bug from like licking <laughs> licking chicken poo. I mean, at least you know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's an awkward time to be sick in general. Yeah, you don't want to... What's the... I saw it on the internet. Um, I used to cough to cover up a fart. Now I fart to cover up a cough. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's sign off on that, dude. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Good, ep Cheers. good episode.